0: Amen, full morning already, so let's just bow our heads in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, so been enjoying the morning already. Prayers have been prayed, songs have been sung, dedications gone on. And we love it all. And so Father, God, now we turn to the Word of God, which is our absolute, which is what will change us, Lord which will carry us away. A word that has come that has literally turned the hearts of your children back to the faith of our fathers. And so, Lord, as we turn to the word, we pray, God, you'll anoint both speaker and hearer. Maybe a little direct message this morning. But, Father God, we so desire the mind of God You're the greatest preacher that's ever come. Son of man, when he came, he sat the people on a hillside, took a little boy's lunch and fed the multitudes. And started to proclaim, blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are. They that hunger and thirst. Blessed are the peacemakers. What a wonderful message that would have been that day, Lord. And yet, through the years, we've taken pieces and portions of it because it's an eternal word, which you are. And so you know what our needs are this morning. So I say, would you take this little loaf of bread? Break it to us, Lord. You know what we need. I ask it in the precious name of Jesus Christ, not for the glory of man, but to the glory of God. Guide our thoughts, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning and God bless you all. Nice to see you all. Nice to be standing here. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I'd like you to turn in your Bibles There's an, uh, to John chapter 5, verse 24. We've been speaking on the last few times, over the last few weeks now, blessed. And took the term blessed and preached on it. Blessed not because of circumstance, blessed not because of money in your pocket or everything's going fine, but blessed because of the seed that lays within you. And we find out that the Bible is only written... To the seed gene of God. It's not written to serpent seed. It's only written to God's children. Every, every line of the Bible is only for the elect of God. Whether it be throughout the ages, church ages till now. When we read the Bible, we read it personally. We understand that God is speaking to us individually. So in John chapter 5 verse 24... Here is the King of glory, the wonderful Lord Jesus, our blessed Jesus. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my words, believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into the condemnation, but is passed from death to death unto life. I'd like you to look at it again because we quote it, we quote it, we say it, we rehearse it many times. It's deeper than we think. It's richer than we think. And I would just love for the Lord to help us look at it this morning. Verily, verily, I say unto Tom. So now when we read that, I want you to say your name, okay? Verily, verily, I say unto Tom, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. God bless you. We've obviously, and I won't make too much more mention of camp because camp is history. We understand that as Jesus came riding on the foal of the ass, as Brother Bram talks in the attraction on the mount, there was a prophecy laying there. So we prophesied. We said, Lord, let that service be a personal experience to young people. That was under prophecy. That is what was under Agonizing prayer. That it would be a camp that would be so individual. That doesn't come lightly. It doesn't come easy. It doesn't come on a silver platter. You're trying to find the mind of God for speaker, trying to find the mind of God for the event or the few days that were given. And I would say God had his way. So for me, that was not a part of it. And it's very strange for Sister Joanne and myself that have been a part of camp since 1985. I think we've missed, I've missed two camps in all those years, and that was my second one. The other one time I was in China, getting a rest, first of all, and then went to China. Now this time. As you've noticed, I've come in here with crutches, I've come in here with walking boots, I've come in here with walking just a normal shoe. I am fighting the devil. But I know who's watching over me and has watched over me all my life. And nothing's going to change. Nothing is going to change from the scripture that we read this morning. Nothing is going to change that event. And so when you read it and say, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that hears my word and believeth on him that sent me half path or half everlasting life. You can't take away something that God's given. It, it, it just he doesn't do that. He doesn't give it and then take it away. Either you're a son of God or you're not a son of God. And I want to say to you this morning, blessed are you. And, and and you know, saints, I'll, I'll, I'll say something to you. Um, and I, I'm not saying this, I'm, like I said, it might be a little straight. I'm going to take my time. Because the message to me is absolutely life. It, 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 it's, it's everything. And people, they misunderstand that because they've never had a revelation of that. I hang on every word of it. The word that we know that is the word. Not the man, the word. And they don't understand that either. Because they've never had a revelation of that. And it's misinterpreted. And false videos are put out. Oh, I I didn't know I was becoming actually so popular. In the unbelieving world. Wow. Tremendous. But you know what, saints of God? It does not matter. I have passed from death. Unto life. Young people, we've made a decision. You've passed from death... Unto life. Brother Bram said you would never got eternal life. The night you got saved, that only showed that you always had... Everlasting life. So only those that have it, hear Him. Only those that are, have eternal life, hear Him whom the Father hath sent. Only those that have eternal life... Only hear Malachi 4, whom God has sent. And I want young people to start to understand, water the word with praise. Water it with praise. I hate the thought that people think and that we come to a, a church that's just nice and comfortable, I love to have been in the upper room when the Holy Ghost fell, and people did whatever they did do. They didn't look at me and stare at me. They just looked to heaven and glorified God. Are these men drunk? Come on. Come on. Were they drunk? It's about the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken of Joel the prophet. In the last days I'll pour out my spirit. Amen. And he's still doing it. And so there should be something within us. That wells up and says Lord Jesus I love you. For what you're doing in my heart and life. So I'd like to speak this morning. So open your mouth and praise him and say, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Amen. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul and all that is within me. Have you, I want to ask with a I can ask this question. Who has never sung that song? I'd like to know who's never, sung, never sung that song. I'm looking. I'm looking, I'm looking. Nobody? Has everybody sang that song then? Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. And all that is. Bless His. Amen. Don't bless the football, bless God. Don't bless your, oh, we're happy today and, and bless the world because you've got a job. Bless God that he gave you a job. Bless God that he gave you breath to breathe. Bless God that he gave you this message. Amen. People need to be taught right, not wrong. If you get in the message, Brother Bram says exactly that quote. You've been taught wrong. He says you need to open your mouth and you need to praise our God because he's worthy of praise. So I'd like to preach on blessed thoughts. Blessed thoughts. And I'm looking at a room full of them. (laughs) Blessed thoughts. If you are a thought of God, you're always a thought of God. <laughs> so tell me how a thought cannot be blessed. Amen. Amen. We're living in a a, a very, very, uh, how can I say it, without trying to down the atmosphere. We're living in such a, uh, it's a paradox, most wicked blessed time ever. <laughs> Did you get that? It's the most wicked, blessed time ever. It's true. You you look at the, the circumstances that are going. I showed you a few weeks ago how Russia was going down to, for the oil in Syria. And there's the American. So I, I, I've i got a, a, a slide thing on it. And I, I won't take the time because the morning's gone on. But there's America with its flag and Russia coming down. And they want the oil. And the prophet prophesied that. And here we live on. And then we find out now plagues are being poured out on the earth. And we see now, now they're calling this virus or this whatever they want to call it. It's, and it's killing people and people are dying. It's plagues being poured out. You go into East Africa now and they got, they got the locust plague. That is, they said it's over 7 kilometers wide. One million seven hundred something thousand square meters of locusts just eating up the land. We're seeing prophecy for being fulfilled. So then I want to say to you, then, if there was a time when all these things were happening in Moses' time for an Exodus, and Brother Bram said, he had been already preparing them before the time or the event. The preparation was made before. God made a way for the people's protection. And I want to say, if I had a slogan, you're Goshen safe. The plagues didn't come to Goshen. So CNN doesn't apply to you. Fox doesn't apply to you. None of the news applies to you. But this applies to you. This is the good news. This is what you want to live on. This is what you want a daily diet of. Because this word is your protection. This word will keep the plagues off of you. This message is your protection. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Here comes Moses walking into Egypt, as we so often heard, superpower. An 80 year old man walking on a stick, gonna turn that nation upside down. I'll tell you what, I'm Malachi 4, a prophet in this generation, turn this world upside down. And God was showing signs and wonders no different than he was doing in the time of Egypt. But there was a time when there had to be a covering of the blood. There came a time where Brother Bram said it was token time. Token age. And so I'd like to go into these blessed thoughts. Because these are thoughts not of man. These are thoughts that have come down from the throne of grace to a people, to your protection, and for your keeping, and for your safety. Listen, here we have gone on for 40 some years, or whatever, like 65 to where we are now. I haven't done the math. Now we have nice logos of eagles. We have nice churches all around the place. Does that make us... Any better than what it was when it was breaking. It didn't come to establish us to be in nice things. It came to make us like him. We're blessed to have a building such as this. We are blessed that we can gather together. But the message came. To unite God and man as one. What Adam lost, we gain. What Eve lost, restored again. Those are blessed thoughts. It's not about your feelings. I'm gonna stomp feelings this morning so hard by the grace of Almighty God, by the Word of God. You have to kill your emotion. Uh Uh-huh. People can look at me weird, straight, cross-eyed. You can do whatever you want. Emotion has nothing to do with it. Brother John prayed about it. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You listened to what that prophet had to say. You could show that you were circumcised in the days of Moses. That had nothing to do with it. But when that prophet came on the scene and said, you put the blood on the door, you better put the blood on the door. And it wasn't a mamsie pamsy The Bible says in the, in the Exodus, you had to strike the door. Strike the door. Strike the door. Strike it in blood. Jesus was struck at Calvary. For you and for me. It was always a type in shadow. We'd like to get into these blessed thoughts. God's thoughts are made known by vindicated prophets. He can't do nothing until first he reveals it to his servants, the what? Prophets. And then a prophet comes on the scene in this generation and says, Say what I say. Just say what I say. So I say, say what I say, do what he did, and watch God move in your life. You don't say what he said. I hate it when people Look for people for counsel. Their lives are ruined. And people are looking for counsel. From people who have no vindication. And this message has been vindicated. This message is the mighty counselor. Don't take me wrong. And then people take, me, take it always wrong. But don't take this wrong. The message came to magnify or reveal what the Bible is. Pope has the same Bible. Your evangelicals have the same Bible. The Baptists have the same Bible. But they don't have the same life. So now God sends a message which is himself. So that you can live this life. Amen. 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 You put the door on. Now I'm not talking about putting the blood on the door of your house. Literal house. I'm looking at your house Mary. I'm looking at your house sister message. Eli. It's our houses. I thought I was going to send a memo. But I don't have it in my. My. uh, My. uh, Computer, I would have liked this morning for every dad that is here and in your family, sit with your family this morning. Because it's token time. It's token time. Bible says in Exodus twelve thirteen, And the blood shall be unto you a token unto the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you Are you ready? Is everybody ready? We know that, right? When I see the blood, right? I will pass. I will pass over you. But the next part of that same sentence is, And the plague shall not be upon you nor destroy you. That's the same Bible. That's actually the same scripture. So that the blood will... Be upon your life. We'll get into the blood and the life of that blood and the person of that blood. But once it's on you, it will keep the death angel away. It will take the plagues away. And nothing will destroy you. Hallelujah. But I will smite Egypt. The world's going to be smitten. Don't you worry. But not. Israel. Spiritual Israel. Brother Bram said in the message, token. The blood was a token or an identification identifying this person has been redeemed. The blood now identifies you with redemption when I see the blood. Now notice they had, they were redeemed. Before anything happened, before death happened, God prepared them. That's what this bleeding word's all about. Preparing you before the death that's in the land. Because we're anointed for life and they're anointed for death. By faith, they applied. The blood by faith. See, before it actually happened, the blood was applied by faith. Brother Bram talks about those. You know, Moses, who do you think you are? Moses, who do you think? You're the only holy one, Moses? That's no different. William Branham, who do you think you are? You think you're the only holy one around here? I'll let you know something. I'll let you know something. I've listened to the Earn Baxter's, the Tom Tommy Osborns, the Oral Roberts in the time where Brother Branham was on the scene, and they have nothing to compare with what God was doing in this ministry. And listen to their boastful nonsense. If you want to listen to Ern Baxter, and Brother Branham had him at first, in the his, in his first part of his ministry. He used him as a campaign manager. But as it came down the pipe, as the time went on, and the words started to open up, he couldn't handle it. He says, I couldn't understand Brother Branham's theology. It wasn't according to our Pentecostal or ecumenical ideas. We don't want ecumenical ideas. We want an anointed word where the angel stands there and God vindicates him. They were looking at a man. We were looking at God in the man preparing us for a rapture change. And you didn't know it, and I didn't know it. And you might as well confess it. When you came to this message, Mark, you had no idea. I had no idea. All I knew when I heard serpent seed, that Bible came alive. Apples didn't make sense. When Brother Ken gave me serpent seed, I started to realize I'm as lost as lost could be. I'm either I'm born in sin, shaped into iniquity, and I needed a new birth. I had nobody ever tell me that. Nobody ever told me it wasn't an apple until the message through a vessel came my way. So now what was that? Was that ten ordeal or was that the word in ten ordeal? Let's get down to it, saints. We have no good thought coming. But only the thought of God. And the thought finds the thought. Blessed thoughts. I didn't have an idea of even who bride was. All I knew is I needed salvation. All I knew is I thirsted for God. And where was he? And the Bible started to become a living reality to me. And Jesus became my everything. Blessed thoughts. So by faith, we took this bleeding thought. Before it actually happened, I never dreamed. I would be 65 standing here. The people that were at Bible Way House at the time that we I got saved would have thrown me out the door if I said, we'll be here in 2020. Come on. They said, brother, you're an unbeliever. You don't know nothing. The rapture's going to happen anytime soon. Anytime soon. Here I am standing here and I can't believe we're still here. But God is still waiting for that last thought to be manifested. And when that thought's manifested, that blessed thought, then the thoughts of God start to unveil. And the move is on. The change takes place. And God moves us. We can get excited by preaching, but I'd rather you excited by the word. So before it actually happened, the message came to your way. Caleb, say amen for me this morning. Before judgment's falling, God sent a message to your home. God sent a word for you. Amen. Not all Israel's Israel. Not all Israel's Israel. Not all that say they're message believers are message believers. But I know in whom I have believed. So now, before it actually happened, it was applied by faith, believing it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's happening, folks. So it's the most wicked time, yet the most blessed time. Before the wrath of God. God passed through the land. The blood had to be applied. It was too late after the wrath had fallen. It will be too late. And that's why Brother Brown said, there will be still people coming to church. Still people coming to the altar. Still thinking that they're serving God. And the rapture is already gone. I do not want to be one of them and I don't want you to be one of them I want you to apply it now before it happens hallelujah because it's happening it is happening before our very eyes I'm sorry Matthew it's happening right in your own family my own family. The death angel's coming. But God has given you the blood to put on your family. People say, well, I've applied it to my children. I want to ask you, what does that mean? Let's get down to real, real brass tacks. How do you do that? How do you apply the blood to your family. Brother Ken Andes is probably one I could ask. How do you apply that blood? We don't have a brush. We don't have his up, And we don't have blood. But it wasn't the blood chemical, chemistry. Chemical. Because there wouldn't have been enough blood in his body. Brother Bram said to put on everyone. So it was the life that was in the blood. So then how do you apply the blood? You live a life in this house by his life and by applying it here your children say that's what I want. I apply the blood by applying it in my heart that my life So that my children want the God that I serve. Now that might be too theological for some people. But it's pretty simple to me. If you've got the token. Which is Jesus Christ. It's the literal life. So then if the literal life is Jesus Christ. And that literal life is in you. How do you apply it to your children? Live it. Love it. Oh my God, help us. Daddy, what are you doing? Too late when they're 20 years old. They're, They're already living their lives. But when they're little, Daddy, what are you doing? Why do we go to church three times a week? Why do we listen to these preachers? They're just flesh. I'm just flesh. Why do we go to the house of God? Why do we believe what we believe? Listen son, a prophet's come. A pillar of fire's amongst us. He told us to shut our feet, to gird our loins, to have the staff of God in our hand, and get prepared. It's not for Egypt son, it's for the elect. It's not for everybody, Nathan. It is only for his thoughts. Hallelujah. The token never, Brother Bram said, came into existence. Are you listening to me? The token never came into existence, Brother Jim. This is your profit now. Token message. You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to print out token, 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 token. I want all you young people to start getting your own library. Get your own message book library. And get your books. You know when I got my first? I was 21. Sister Gladys Dow gave me the full volumes. One to, one to nine. I was a single man. The only piece of furniture I owned was a brass bed that Sister Ruth helped me buy. Down in Gastown. And I had that brass bed, and I had those books, and I spread those books all over my bed. And I'd just take the title, and I'd read and go, Hallelujah! Amen. Oh, you don't have books today because you got these, what do you call them? These fancy things. You know what? In one way, they can be such a blessing. Another way, I can't hardly see that there. I like something that's tangible. But anyways, I know I'm, 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 a, I'm a horse and buggy guy. I got many preachers that would preach against me right now for that statement. And they're my friends. That's <laughs> scary. But the token could never come at any other time. Oh, we've got nice churches everywhere. Nice churches everywhere. We've got nice groups of people everywhere. We dressed up in our Sunday best and we look. Sometimes we do look. Sometimes we sleep. Sometimes we don't come. Sometimes we don't care. But that's not what the token was all about. The token came in the evening time for his thoughts, his blessed thoughts. So now the evening message, he said, came now, not for us to have nice churches, not for us to, you know, argue about what the message says here and what the message says there. The message is Jesus Christ. Now you tell me you've got Jesus in you and you hate me. Come on, come on, come on. Or these brothers, I don't care who you want to put. Or the person sitting beside you. You dislike them. You can do without them. No, you cannot. You tell me how God hates himself. Come on, come on. I, I want answer for you. I want people that have odds against people. Stand up and say, I hate you. I dislike you. And believe the message. Hey, a few hundred people did. And then hundreds before them did. Because we stand on the word. Not their interpretation of the word. Or our our, our God's interpretation. But on their interpretation. It, the word is not to be interpreted. The word is to be believed. Yeah. So you have a nice little group and they're dead. People have nice little groups and be dead. That's not what the token is. The token is Jesus Christ, which is life. It is life. Now, a lot of Pentecost thought was the Holy Spirit that was falling on the age was the token. And Brother Branham's dividing it to the Pentecostal, saying in the last day, God will pour out his spirit. But the token is the literal life, not the gift, the life. He said, tongues is only the tongue on your shoe. It's not your shoe. And so they were given gifts. And they made a a major over a minor. But the major was standing before them. The token could never come into existence until evening time. Because we can see the wrath is about to pass through the land. And everything from under the token that's not under the token will perish. Did you get that? Will perish. So right now, I know you're looking at me. I know this is a big The subject, I got the first paragraph. This is a huge subject. This isn't just a one little message. He said, outside of my regular commission, this was the greatest message I ever preached. And I wonder, have we all read the token? Not just once, I mean, read the token. That's what he says here. uh, Now, for listen, Saints, I'm not pro Canada. Has everybody got me here? And those on uh, the internet. I am not pro Canada. You got me, Kim, Brother Kim? If you want to do your fact finding, this is fact. This is a real fact finder. I am not in tune with a prime minister who leads the gay parade. I don't care what he does for Canada. I'm not a Canadian. I come from a heavenly land. And I'm not America bassing. And I'm not a Canadian basher. I am there to see a hater. You say, well, can you hate? God hates sin. Revelation chapter 4, Brother Bram says that's awful. But that's American. Canada, you precious people from Canada. If America keeps going on, Canada will be as low down as America. After a while, you get around the borders of Canada. Hello, Cloverdale. You get around the borders of Canada. Anywhere. And you've got that American atmosphere. America is the prostitute of nations. I don't think I'll have an invitation to America for a long time. I don't care. Because I'm not American. I'm not Canadian. I'm a born again thought of God. Amen. And the sooner we realize that, saints, the better off we'll be. God bless America. We're too far down the road to start going back, way back then. And I know the quotes been in there to be an American. I got to be identified with America. And I understand that. But I'll identify with Calvary. Mm -hmm. I'll identify with Martin Luther that withstood the Pope. I'll stand with Wesley, which he was despised and hated. I'll stand with men of God. I'm identified with them. I'm not finished with that quote so that you'll understand me perfectly. Get around those borders of Canada. Anywhere. And she's got that American atmosphere. America is the prostitutes of nations. That's exactly what she is. Now that's an American prophet. If you really want to get right down to it. That's exactly what she is. She's going to get worse even now. Listen, folks. I I I, I do, and I, I, I'm as, I'm guilty, but I, I'm not guilty guilty, but I'm guilty. Nonetheless, it's guilt. I do read the news. Oh, <laughs> forgive me. I do read the news, but your news is all entertainment. So now Hollywood has infiltrated your news. I want world news. You can't hardly find it. You've got to start searching. What's going on in the Middle East? It's all caught up with entertainment. Who cares what Clint Eastwood thinks about Donald Trump? A cowboy when I grew up. Come on. He's Hollywood. And Hollywood now rule. Now, Now they're all Democrats. And they all want to voice their opinion. How rotten the Republicans are. I don't care. But they keep it before you. Keep it before you. I want to keep this message before you. I want to keep the token before you. I want to keep desperation before you. America is so low down. This is just one quote. This is one paragraph. America is so low down, rotten and filthy and no good. That's exactly right. She's been a great nation and indeed she has. She carried the gospel message that makes, what makes her the way she is? Because she turned down the gospel message and rejected the truth. She's horrible. She's got it coming. And don't worry. i seen it in a vision. And it's thus saith the Lord. It's coming. And she's going to pay for her sin. Back when America was America, she was a great nation. She was. But don't you live in the glare of another age. Don't get whitewashed. You forget it. It's gone. It's finished. The world's finished but God has a kingdom waiting for you. Brother Bram said, he's taken thousands of years to create it. Just to your liking. I can't imagine what it's going to be, but it's going to be glorious. Live for that country. Live for that nation. She rejected the message. She took nothing. She got her, she got nothing but herself. Everybody knows that. The last election showed it when John F. Kennedy was elected. Now what have you got? Now you got a socialist on one side. And like I said, I don't want to get into it, but I want you to go back into your message. And Brother Branham talks about communism throughout America. America, don't worry about it. You're wormed with communism. And you see it running for president. Say it's socialist, democrat. No, it's communism. But it's because they rejected the message. God has prepared us for the time to understand these things. Don't say, oh, we're going, we're going down, we're going down, we're going. No, you're already down. I'm going up. Hallelujah. Enough of that. Now we're living in the shadows of the wrath. It's ready to strike. God now is requiring a token. That you yourself will receive his token. Are you listening to me, Andrew? Everybody I want, I know you're listening and listening good. That's wonderful. He said, God is requiring the token and that token you have to have yourself. You must receive his token, which is the Holy Ghost. It's the only way, the only sign that God will ever pass. It is the literal life of Jesus Christ. Are you listening? The token, now we had a lot of the young people stand up. They made a declaration. We've received the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the token. And I say, praise God. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. And as you receive it, you become it. And it's the literal life of Jesus. You don't have preachers telling you what to do or how to live or how to dress. You got the inside teacher. You got the word how to address a brother, how to act before a brother or a sister. So the token is the literal life of Jesus Christ returned back into the believer. It's the substitute. It's the life of Jesus Christ that has to come into you, which is the Holy Ghost, God's token, that you have accepted the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. Everybody's still listening and with me. The evening shadows are appearing. Wrath is ready to be poured out from high on high. This is the token. Ungodly nations... And upon ungodly unbelievers, professors, professors without a possession, professors without a possession upon these. He said, I've tried to unfold myself and live right among you. Ooh. Ah. Now you have to say, now, I'm not going to get here and start dividing hairs, but who's living amongst us? Who was living amongst us? Who? The token is living right amongst you, standing. I said, before I say these things now, we are living in the shadows of the wrath of God. God. And God is requiring a token that you yourself must receive his token, which is the Holy Ghost. It's the only way and the only sign that God will ever pass. Because it is the literal life of Jesus Christ returned back into the believer. Oh, my. Hallelujah. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. It's the literal life of Jesus Christ. Can you say, it's the literal life. Amen. It's the literal life. Amen. Oh, the literal life. will never, will never. Now watch. I want you to listen to me very closely. The literal life of Jesus Christ will never Are you ready for this? Amen. Will never ever tell you an untruth. I, I, oh my, my 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 my. The token has come which is Jesus Christ himself lived amongst us, and we take what we want, throw away what we want, that's not token life. Token life is eating all the lamb. Mm-hmm. Eating the bitter parts of the word. I, 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 I just, I, I, I just, I just want to just take it easy. Just take it easy. When we say the literal life of Jesus Christ, I do not want that to be just words off your lips. How did Jesus live? That's what I would want to do my Bible study on. If I've got the literal life of Jesus, I want to see how he lived. How truthful was he? He was all truth. How honest was he? He was the fountain of honesty. The literal life. It's now, well, Brother brother Tom, I believe Brother Branham. A lot of people believe Moses too. But they had to do what Moses said. And if you didn't do it, I mean, you've, you've all seen Cecil B. DeMille's Moses. Moses. So surely, most of you have. Maybe it's too old for a lot of the young people. I don't know. But Brother Bram talked about the Ten Commandments. Surely, we've seen it all. How big was, how big was the... What was the population of Egypt? How, how was the screaming and the yelling and the agony when the firstborn died? We got it down to just the, you know. Here we got some people moving out of Egypt. But there was real agony taking place, folks. I don't know what the weeping and wailing and the gnashing of teeth was all about. But it was not in Goshen. It was not in Goshen. They were under the blood. The message. Now, here's Brother Brannerman. You must... I'm sorry. I I shouldn't say that because it sounds like I'm authoritative or something. It's hard to take the token that he first preaches and desperation and separate them. Because it actually blends the morning into the evening. Okay? If you don't have it, I'd be a little bit desperate myself this morning. I'm telling you, you don't have it. Death's on your doorstep. Sin lieth at the door. Oh, it's just a message I Brother Tom's preaching this morning. Well, that's all you're going to get then. How important. Brother Tom, here it is. the, mess, the This morning. The message this morning was to me the highlight Amen. message of my entire ministry. We're talking about the pillar of fire coming on the Ohio River. We're talking about the pillar of fire that came in Houston, Texas. We're talking about a half a million in South Africa. We're talking about the tens of thousands that came to arenas. Stretchers and wheelchair cases, blind people, eyeballs put into people's heads. That we say is so wonderful. And it is But now he sums it up here and he said, this morning, the message this morning to me is the highlight message of my entire ministry. This morning, it was the highlight message of, and he says it again, of my entire ministry. I would just love for you to have such a blessed thirst to get the four messages on token that he preached. Absorb it, because it's the highlight message of my entire ministry. And I do love Christ the mystery God revealed. And I do love the rising of the sun. And to me, those are highlights. But up to this time, This was the highlight of my entire ministry. 1963. Someday I'll tell you how I came about. I know that everything has worked for months and months and months. Up to one message. Moving up to come to that place. That was the capping off time of it. You see... It's Jesus come to save those that were in the book of redemption. Before the foundation of the world, He come to save those blessed thoughts. And I believe with all the message I ever brought that absolutely was ordained of God outside, of course, the regular commission like the seven seals and things. That was directly the word of God. I'm talking about a message to preach. I believe that was the one. That was the one that needed to follow the seven seals. That was the message that was needed to following the opening of the word. I'm sorry. I just have to go on. I believe with all the messages I ever brought, that was absolutely ordained of God. So now that, this was his introduction coming into the next, this message that night. That was, that was his thoughts coming in now to the scripture of desperation. So he's moving the token now, which is the literal life, and without it, you're not going anywhere, and now he preaches desperation. To me, it's one and the same. And this is how I got my thought. For thus saith the Lord, after 70 years, be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. So we know that they were in exile because of their sin that they brought into Israel. And Jeremiah, being a prophet, said, you will go into exile for 70 years. But God, rich in mercy, (laughs) has made a prophecy there for them. So that they would understand, saints of God, that he will bring them out. For, Jeremiah 29 11, For I know my thoughts I think toward you Hallelujah. He hates the sin You say Well why am I going through what I'm going through He hates the sin right. But once he deals with the unbelief <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah There's an expected end a lot of people, listen, say, either you're a or you're not. So you say you're a You go through a hard time. Who doesn't go through a hard time? Who doesn't go through a trial? Who doesn't sit on the ash heap? Who doesn't? Who doesn't have their woes? Woes is me's. Who doesn't? But after that, I want you to know I know the thoughts that I have toward you. Glory. Amen. Yes, Amen. Yes. These are blessed thoughts to you. Yes. I know my thoughts toward you. Yes, that I think toward you. Now let me. I, 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 that's where I actually we start. That I sort of. That was where I was supposed to start. So I'm just starting. So, can I ask you the question, can God change his thoughts? Can he change his thoughts about his word? That was pretty good. That wasn't unanimous, but it was pretty good. Can God change his thought towards his word? Can God even change his thoughts? So now he says, I know the thoughts that I think Toward you. Huh. Huh. And I'm gonna ask you a question. How are you on earth gonna know his thoughts without a prophet? Come on, come on. I thought, I thought I'd get a better one on that one. I know my thoughts towards you and what I think towards you, but how would you know what those were unless God gave you a prophet? saith the Lord, thoughts of, thoughts of what? Oh, now let let me hear that. That sounds so sweet. Thoughts of what? He he hasn't changed. (laughs) God hasn't changed his thought. I know my thoughts uh, that I have towards you and they're thoughts of what? Hmm. Thoughts of peace. And not of what? Evil. In causing you to return to this place. I'm sorry. Causing you to give you an expected end. Then you shall call upon me. And you shall go and pray unto me. And I will hearken unto you. You will seek me. And you will find me. These are blessed thoughts. These are blessed thoughts. You will seek me. And you will find me. When you search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you. saith the Lord. I will turn away your captivity. Hmm. I want to turn away every captivity, every chain and bondage that was on you this morning. Amen. This is the word of God that's applicable to you and I right now. Amen. Amen. You will seek me. You will find me. When you search with me, with all your heart, I'll be found of you. And I'll turn away your captivity. I will gather you from amongst the nations. From all the places where I've driven you, saith the Lord, and I will bring you again to a place whence I've caused you to be carried away. Captive. So now God is requiring a token. And Brother Bram said the token is Christ. Okay. And it's the literal life of Jesus Christ. You you followed me along so far. Mhm. Mhm. So then if we've got his life or we've got his spirit, Paul writes in uh, Galatians 5:22. Is everybody listening? Sister Sally, I know you're listening real good. Lovely to see you. So then as Paul writes down, you say, well, I've got the life of God in me. I've got the literal life of God in me. I've got his life, his nature, and his ability. I've got the life of God in me. Now, Did Abraham have more of God the older he get or less of God? He grew stronger, giving God praise. So that gives me hope. So I can say like Caleb, I'm stronger now than I was when I was 40. Now I'm 85 or 45. So then the fruit of the Spirit, here we go. And you know the first one. And even if you hardly know your Bible, you know what the first fruit of the Spirit is. What is it? Love. But the fruit of the Spirit... I got the literal life of God in me. It'll make you love your brother. <laughs> This is really where I wanted to get to, so I'll just be on this for a few minutes and we'll, we'll dismiss. The fruit of the Spirit, the literal life of the Spirit, the life of Jesus Christ that lives in us, it's not a slogan. It's not just a comfortable expression that we use from the message. Because the message came to make the Bible alive. And if that word, which is the Bible, is living in me. And Brother Ram said, the token is what's required. Then the spirit of God, what he is, is required. And do we actually know what love is? I mean, people preach on and say, oh, I'm the preacher of love. I heard one brother say, ah, I, I, that's, I, that's my main subject, love. Really? Brother Bram said one time, most of it is filial rather than agapo. He said even filial love will make a mother run into a building, burning building to get their child. That's not God's love. That's a filial love. Look what filial love will do. Can you imagine what the love of God will do. He will descend from glory. Ever living story. My God and Savior came. And Jesus was his name. Love came down. Hung on the cross. To save a wretch like me. Have we lived that literal life to our children? To love them into the kingdom. We say we want to apply it. That's applying it scattered, hither and yon. But I want you to take the message of token and desperation. Brother Bram said, you go out, now you got God in you now, you got the word in you now. He says, you go out with. you go out, and you claim what's yours. You claim what's yours. Zach is yours. That's all there is to it. There's no doubt about it. We need to claim what is ours. It's ours. It's love of God that will lay your life down. Brother Biskel told a story years ago when I was a young man. It just tore my heart right out of me. Probably doesn't he doesn't know. Told about a man over in Europe, a pastor, that saw his wayward son. He said, Come to my study, son. He said, You go the way that you're going. I'm sitting down from the ministry. Because I can't have you living that life. And me preaching what I preach. And that struck me so hard. I thought, would I have to come to that? I had a son. and Probably just the way I am right now. said, son, you go that way. Daddy quits. How can I preach to the people something? I'm, w- I'm willing, Lord, to lay this all on the line. I was trying to apply the token. My love wasn't something to give him a few extra dollars in his pocket and go eat and drink and be married. I'd sacrifice everything I've got for them, And I know you would too. But we have to live a life that our children regard, love, and respect. Love, love. Oh, the precious love of Jesus. How it thrills my ransom soul. Love. I've got the message. I love the message. You can't love one another. What's going on? What's going on? I'm preaching to me Joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness. I've got the life of God in me, gentleness. I've got all the definitions, but I won't go. You can do your own. Goodness. Faith. Brother Andrew, when he was preaching to our precious and beloved young people, he made a statement and he said, I was birthed out of fire. And he said, My daddy was burned. But we had a pastor who phoned up my mother and said, Your father will preach. Our summer camp, the first summer camp where we owned the grounds. And from that, Brother Ron came out of his situation, and we know the story. He heard it often. And I was watching him as he was ministering, and, and he said, "I was born out of fire." Because if Brother Ron hadn't preached those services, Brother Ron would not have brought his family with him. And Brother Andrew would not have been here with his grandparents. Brother Matthew and his wife, Andrew and his wife. I'm just going to show you how powerful the token is. We had a blessed time at camp, and that was at the camp where Joel got saved. And that's a whole testimony in itself how a mother got desperate, grabbed the man of God, said, Give me my son. Yet after the meetings, we went over to Victoria. We had a couple of days together, and Brother Andrew and I just happened to be walking, and he brought it back to my memory. And we were walking across the street on Government, I believe, Avenue there, or Government Street, whatever it's called in Victoria. Put his arm around me and said, Brother Tom, I, I heard that uh, you're a good golfer. I said, nope. No, he said, I, I heard once that you were. I said, no, no. He said, I like golf. I said, that's good. He says, but I heard that you were good. I said, no. To be good, you have to have a heart for it. I never had a heart for it. And I said, Andrew, I said, the only heart that I had was for God. And I didn't know where to find him. The Holy Spirit came down right there in the middle of his street. And he looked at me and he said, that's all I've wanted all my life. Nobody knows it, but I'm not saved. And I said, Brother Andrew, that God is here right now. You can be saved right here, right now. And the Holy Ghost can fill you right here, right now. How powerful is the token? Yeah, yeah. And to think 10 years or so ago, there was two people standing in the middle of a road. I don't know why we didn't get run over. No cars were. Out. Maybe the angels were at the both ends of the road. But then God had it in his mind to have him to be our speaker to our young people. And so many made a confession. I have received the Holy Ghost. I have received God. I want to admonish you this morning. There's power in that Holy Ghost life. Power to love. Power to have joy. Power to be good. Power to have faith. Power to be gentle. Power to be long-suffering. And let me then start closing on these thoughts. Blessed thoughts of God, you will manifest. Blessed thoughts of God, you are eternal. You always were, if you are born by the Spirit, quickened by His presence. Brother Abraham said in modern events made clear by prophecy, then if you are a son or daughter of God, you have been in God all the time. I'm ending with some blessed thoughts. Abraham goes on to say, he said, you are the called, you are the seed, you are the gene, you are the elected, you are the predestinated. These are blessed thoughts, but let me tell you something right now. You would not know what those thoughts were about you unless God would have sent you Malachi 4. Do you understand that, Sam? You understand that? We wouldn't even have a message to preach. People say, "Well, oh, we elevate a man. I don't care what teacher, what uh, doc. Um, what, do we, what do we look into those books of all these people from past histories? Commentaries. I don't care about your Matthew Henrys. And they were men of God in their day. But God did not send us Matthew Henry. God did not send us Charles Spurgeon. God did not send us D.L. Moody. God sent us Malachi 4. And I have thoughts towards you. And they're thoughts of peace. And they're not of evil. And I have an expected end for you. That is called a new body. A future home. A rapture. Hallelujah! And only those that have that token are going in that rapture. And he's given it to you before it happens. Musicians, why don't you come? Hallelujah! That's why we preached a couple weeks ago. Brother Bram said that little woman at the well that he used over 700 times. He said, how could she see it where the priests couldn't? The men who studied the scriptures for 8 and 10 hours a day in candlelight. How could she see it and they not see it? He sums it down to this. She was a predestinated seed. How come the the Laodicea never saw this ministry? I don't know about them, but I know about you. I know about me. We're the predestinated seed of God. These are blessed thoughts. Brother Brenham said in wisdom versus faith, and God's thoughts are as eternal as God is. Come on, thoughts of God, rejoice. God's thoughts are as eternal as God is. Blessed thoughts of God. For it goes on to say, if you never were in His thoughts, you'll never be with God. But those that are the thoughts of God will be manifested and will live His life. Let's stand. People say, well, Brother Tom, you've used a lot of times a lot of quotes or you use what Brother Branham said. I say it not because I'm trying to convince myself. I believe it. No, no question about it. I believe this message. And I believe that it will produce and is producing the very literal life of God. Then it's more than just an expression It's a lived out life that we apply it in our everyday life. Let's bow our heads. Father, maybe cutting it a little short this morning. But I just trust, Lord, that some heart will be burning this morning saying, I want you more than life. I just don't want to talk about the message I don't want to just talk about Jesus a lot of people talk about you Lord but they haven't a clue of the life of God so Lord I pray something would have pricked some honest heart this morning that they would fall deeply in love with you realizing they are the blessed thoughts of God and how we would have not known that unless you would have sent a messenger to realize what is living within us untapped and yet at the very end of the of the message of the token Brother Bram said send that token after that lost loved one send that very life that is in you after that one and claim it what it did for you it can do for them so Lord I just pray that the word of God would awaken when the hearts of the high priest of the home it's a exodus hour Death is indeed in the land. It's a chaotic time. Plagues are being poured out. But Father, we're thankful for a pillar of fire. We're thankful for a bleeding word that has come to cover a people in such a time as this. We can rejoice in a lot of things. Lord, I'd love to see our loved lost ones be restored, Lord, in the house of the living God. As we look to you and believe for the lost children that have gone from this place, I send the Holy Ghost after them. Johnny Waldner was an inspiration to me. Victor Adamora was an inspiration to me. Michael Diaz is an inspiration to me. Daniel Diaz is an inspiration to me. Their lives, Lord, Satan would have tried to rob them and sift them. But at a particular time you came by their way and the light shone on that seed. And here they are under the glory of God. That's the power of a token that can go after a lost loved one. If you can do it for them, you can do it for everyone that is here this morning. And we claim them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you'll bless your children as they go their separate ways. We'll come back tonight. Our brother Andy's ministering. Speak to us, we pray. Father, if I've said anything hurtful, I never meant it the way that it would come out that way. If I've said anything, Lord, that would have been wrong, I ask that you forgive me. But, Father, I can't go wrong when I quote your prophet or quote the Bible. And so, Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit would take the word itself, And make it life within the children of God. For we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. For your glory, Lord. Break every chain. Break every chain. hallelujah let's sing the verse oh there is power in the break every chain break every chain hallelujah there's a bride rising up she's rising up Every chain, breaks every, chain, breaks every, chain. every chain breaks, 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 every chain. the musicians still keep playing that. Brother Treasure, you are here. Says Madeline, are you here? You have your children? Very appropriate. A lamb for a house. Brother Treasurer and Sister Madeline will be leaving us. More important this morning, they have a little jewel. Lionel. Doctors have proclaimed that he has autism. We have another doctor called Dr. Jesus. We've been given a token. And it's the literal life of God. And he said, you claim it. And so we're going to claim his deliverance this morning. And there is a bride rising up. She's not just saying it. She's living it. She's applying it. And we bind this spirit. Do I hear 100%? This is the church of the living God. We've had little ones come up here troubled children come up to this altar. Brothers have prayed for them and their children have been transformed. So I said if it could do it for them, it can do it for Brother Lionel this morning. Do you agree with me? Are you going to agree with me? We're going to bind that spirit. And we're going to see God change his nature. Amen. Amen, brothers. Amen. for the treasure, God bless you. God bless you, Lionel. You believe, sister, man. You believe in all your heart. For the treasure, you believe with all your heart. Amen. Let's pray, brothers. Let's pray. In the name of Jesus Christ break this chain this is the house of deliverance this is where the children of God gather on this resurrection morning you're not a dead God you're a living God the tomb is empty the stone's been rolled away the life of Jesus Christ is now living within a people and so Lord you said you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover so in the name of jesus christ we rebuke this spirit the doctors have a name but lord doctor jesus is on the scene changes nature lord may brother treasure lord go with faith in his heart sister madeline with faith in her heart by the in the name of jesus my son is changed i believe in the power of jesus christ I believe in the presence yes, of God that is right here. I believe, Lord, even now you're doing a supernatural work within his life. God, when we see him the next time, may we see a son changed by the power of God. Change the nature, correct the condition, and make him a blessing to his home. The Lord, his He stands here as the high priest of the home, there's been the blood applied. And now we claim the life of the blood. The life of your word. Would be well. Deliver this child. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Go with this family, Lord. Under the blessing of God. Bless in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, sweetheart. God bless you, brother. God bless you, sister. Amen, amen, amen. There is power. And it's still working within us. Let's pray one more time and we'll be dismissed. Father, as the brothers are praying for Sister Susie, As we pray one for another, Lord. As we pray for each family that's here. You're a miracle working God. Your wonders to perform. And so, Father, we've, we've read your word. We've heard your word. And now we believe your word. Now we want to go in action, Lord Jesus. We want to bind ourselves to that word of life. We want to walk under the anointing of it. Live in the joy of it. Lord, bask in the presence of it. Lord, as daddies and young men will leave this church today and mothers, may they go with the assurance that my Jesus knows exactly what our home needs. So bless each one as they go their way. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Greet one another.